0: Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I am Fish. And I'm also Fish. You are not. You are ah, Steve West. God damn it. Yes, and uh, we are brought to you by Serious Natural Remedies and Mocha Joe's Coffee. Those are the fine, fine sponsors that appreciate everything we do, every moment of the day, every waking moment, 365 days a year, and only in days that end. in Y just like my mom. <laughs> mom. <laughs> I love mom. Uh, joining the program wondering why he's joining the program <laughs> right now. Is Look Tom Squattery from Talk Media News. Good afternoon, Tom. <laughs> Good afternoon. Happy Monday. Yeah.
1: Happy New Year. Oh yeah. Thanks. Same yeah. to you. Same That's to right, you. It is year. a new
0: year.
2: Yes. It is. All right. As if. As if.
0: And will will a new year. Let's get right into it. Let's let's just rip the band-aid right off. I'm Pull ready. the helmet off and just headbutt the concrete wall. Ooh. We'll talk about the wall in a minute too. Um, <laughs> well done. Will we see a uh, impeachment with uh, the the Dems taking over the House in 2019? Ooh. Cutting to the chase. There, uh, oh,
1: yeah. I, don't, I don't. I would. If I had a bet on, it, I would bet no. All right. I don't think that uh, at this. I don't think at this moment uh, the Democratic leadership sees value in that. Um, it, it's not a. It's not a seller to the world. Uh, of politics. It's a seller to a lot of the new members of the Democratic Party who took the House over for the party, Yeah. and it's important to them. I think, however, what is more critical, and I think where the leadership is mm-hmm. steering and suggesting, is that the various committees they now chair, oversight, judiciary, etc., have the power of subpoena and the power of investigation, and they will help lay out the case for a possible impeachment or something like that uh, down the road. Uh, just to introduce articles of impeachment and have them pass the House, which could probably pass since it's a Democratic-controlled House. It's a feel-good thing for the party, but it doesn't mean anything. It just sort of exacerbates uh, the divide. You know, my my theory about politics is much like war and other things, and that is that what's your ultimate goal here? And if your ultimate goal is to have Trump out of office and win the presidency in 2020 or take the Senate or whatever it is, work toward that goal and then seize opportunities as they come. And and from a tactical point of view, uh, impeaching the president in the House, it it doesn't really necessarily achieve that goal for you because if your base isn't fired up already to get rid of Trump or others in 2020, uh, you're in bad shape.
2: Can Can I ask a question? Um, while that's good conventional, no. <laughs> <laughs> wait—that was a question. So You're, I already won. <laughs> you, you can stay, Tom. You can stay. I like good your point. style. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, but if that's you know that is good conventional wisdom as it stands. But I think we uh, can acknowledge on some level that we have an anomaly here, an atypical presidency where there are many, many, many angles at this point, from emoluments to uh, to Russia to all the many ways he oh, has been. Ton- tons so, of
1: angles. Tons So
2: I guess my question is, and I'll I'll put it in the form of a statement and you can speak to it, but it's my sense is short of Mueller coming up with a bombshell report, um, I don't think anything will get off the ground because the Senate is controlled. I don't think that that any uh, impeachment can go beyond the feel good House side unless Mueller comes forward. And it is a a compelling, if not, you know, a, a requisite impeachment from that point forward.
1: Yeah, I think, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I don't think that uh, Mueller is, it's, it's not an either-or. I, I believe, as I said before, I'm really looking at the House Judiciary Committee under mm-hmm. Congressman Nadler, for example. Very experienced, very savvy guy. Uh, you know, there's something about coming back into power that the Democrats, uh, the older Democrats who were there before, seem to have embraced. I, I, I think you're going to see a, a smarter... More calculating Nancy Pelosi yeah. uh, and guiding both the party and and the you know and the nation from her perspective. Jerry Nadler is a really real respected, very smart guy, very smart person, and I think that the Judiciary Committee in the House, for example, could lay out essentially what would be articles of impeachment. In other words, the, the foundation for any articles of impeachment could be developed in the House Judiciary Committee and ready to go by. Citing what they find on, a, you know, all those things you mentioned, uh, you know, a couple seconds ago, and more, mm-hmm. you know, you could really build cases on that, both a legal case as well as a case in the public world of well, the public opinion. Mm-hmm. That'll be critical for the Democrats if if, if they want to try to build political success off of what they find to convince those people who that that ten percent of the people who voted for President Trump in the last election who were on the fence about him to get off the fence and vote for him. If that's what the Democrats want to do, if that's one of their goals, which I'm guessing it is, you know, I'm not a member of any party, so I'm not privy to any party's particular goals, Mm -hmm. but I mean, that makes sense to me. You know, I don't, I don't disagree that maybe at some point you do bring articles of impeachment in the house and vote them out if it's, you know, but let's see what the committee, I would say, let's see what the committees come up with independently of Mueller and you know, let him do his thing, which he's doing pretty well, from what I hear. And mm-hmm. you know, he has got the extension to keep going, and he'll probably get another one if he needs one. I believe. Just you didn't ask me about Mueller, but I think that I, I think that he, there's a lot there that he's not showing his hands on, his cards on yet. Oh
2: sure. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: People will be surprised. <laughs> so I, I, that's another. So there's no reason to jump into it right now you know I understand the interest and the enthusiasm and the demand for it I really do and a lot of new members campaigned on that and I respect that and they want to keep their promise Um, and they can but you don't have to do it necessarily the first you know, six months
0: of this year. So well, it would be nice, though. I yes. mean, <laughs> for for just speaking <laughs> on <laughs> my behalf, just to, just to kind of get back to some sense of uh, of, of normalcy, um, just to you know give people uh, a chance. I mean, when uh, when they talk about his base, I you know I'm I'm always having to remind people that it it is slowly shrinking uh, as sure. time wears on because the one thing that this nation does over and over again is it tires easily. Uh, around the the same messages the build the wall I mean people um of course if you're not if you're uh, against Trump then you were never for that uh, if you were for Trump then you might be tired of it and now there's this government shutdown and is that how does that play out hmm. the government shutdown yeah in, in that's this whole a good thing?
1: point yeah I, I think that, uh, tie in I, I think that things like a government shutdown uh, again let me let me pat myself on the back for something I just said uh, about how much wiser. Nancy Pelosi is mm. look at the look at the bill that the Democrats pushed through the House um, to reopen the government. Mm. It was the exact same bill that the Republicans passed in the Senate. Okay, right. <laughs> so they took that bill and approved it in the House, yep. and now the Senate Republicans won't vote on their own bill. Right, exactly. really smart. So <laughs> yeah, it's I hard, have to say, Mike. You know, and so, go ahead. And so, I think that yeah, that's say Mike. So, I think that you know, to answer your question about the wall, for example. Um, there are people beyond the Washington D suburbs who he likes to, the president calls Democrats being affected by it, who are being affected. They may be Democrats. They may be Republicans, you know, in the Midwest, or through Pennsylvania and the, you know, the, the cold state that he won. Um, they're being affected eventually too. Yeah. think about when people are waiting for their income tax returns, if that doesn't happen, I think we'll have it settled by that, yeah, but you yeah. know, that's a, that impact of the shutdown. Ir- will irritate a lot of people who voted for Trump. And, you know, maybe, you know, it pounds home to them that he really isn't one of them, like right. he said, and he really doesn't care about them. Uh, well, the let's... wall, you know, you know, at some point, even the equation about the wall, Mexico is going to pay for it. Yeah, I was okay, going to say be- that. Yeah. Nobody believed that. You know what? I'll even give him a pass on that. It's campaign rhetoric, you know. No one really believed it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now... The reality is you're president of the United States, you want to build this wall, Mexico's not going to pay for it, Uh, and now you're holding up the government to get funding for a wall that nobody really uh, believed you were going to be able to build with Mexico's money anyway. Mm -hmm. So he's taken it from, okay, a, a silly campaign promise to now where it's hurting Americans because they're not getting... Right. They're you know, like getting their paychecks and stuff like that.
2: But when it's made clearer and clearer, although it seems to be still a hard thing to clarify, that this so called crisis is a manufactured theater. This is there is no crisis there. We have issues at the border, like any country does, but we do not have a crisis there. And when they talk about Sarah Sanders says four thousand terrorists, blah blah blah, the actual number is zero. And when people are pointing this out, as hard, you know, clear violations of truth and fact. Um, perhaps that base will then say, like, wait a second, he shut down the government for what? And I'm hoping that, I mean, yeah. again, I'm a big fan of rational thinking, and I know that doesn't apply to a full third of our citizenry, but nevertheless, my hope is that when it comes down to it, if he's shut down the government and the, and the parks are overflowing with trash and things are out of control, the TSA yep. is calling in sick and things are starting to buckle on some level and it's going to be a record-long shutdown, will his base or you know, people who don't pay much attention suddenly go like, wow, that was pretty stupid?
1: Maybe we'll have to see. Yeah. I, I I'm more of a pessimist, perhaps, than you, and, and uh, I think that the people who support Trump are going to support him, were despite uh, <clears throat> what, whatever he does, uh, even if it hurts them personally. They will not ever admit they were wrong. So you have, yeah, you have that's what equation. cults do. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. They won't ever admit they were wrong. I think the people who may change their mind, who voted for Trump, were those, like I said, whatever, ten to fifteen percent who just voted for whatever reasons they did for Trump or voted against Hillary Clinton. Yep. And you know, not, they, they, have seen, they have seen what has happened now and, and each, each one just further, it further drives them away from him, uh, based on who the Democrats may put up. The other thing is that the, the Democrats would have to worry about in 2020 is that people just stay home and don't vote. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may not like who the democratic candidates are, so they say, well, you know what? I don't like hitting people. I'm not even going to vote. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially a vote for Trump.
2: Then. Yeah. There's that. And we're all hoping he's in jail by then. So, Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's a meme with Mueller talking to Trump and said, the good news is you're no longer under investigation. The bad news is you are under arrest. <laughs>
2: that's right. So Hey, Tom, one last question to, to sort of tie that together. The, the other outside angle is this notion that New York or potentially other states have the right and option to indict a sitting president and or his underlings. Um, if that should take effect and, and there's on a state's level um, some legal wrangling or some things that, that tie the hands of the president and, the, and the, the Oval Office ultimately, is that likely to be impetus uh, for, for impeachment movement in the House
1: and or Senate? Uh, that's interesting. That's a very interesting concept. I haven't thought much about that. Um, per- peripherally, however, I will I will tell you that one of the, the, the things that reporters in, who I hang around with kick around once in a while in conversation... Yeah, don't hang out with those is, guys. ...is the fact Yeah, there's no reason to worry, you know, let Mueller indict them, and even if they get convicted, that Trump will pardon them if, as long as they remain no silent.
2: No kidding. So
1: you have that sort of mentality that Mueller is up against and trying to get people to cooperate or flip, wow. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I think Manafort so, took that to bet.
2: Your, I think yeah. Ma- Manafort... And, so, you know,
1: taking it to your your position about the states doing it, I don't know the law well enough to know if a president could... If you're indicted, say, in a state court, hmm. if you could be pardoned... If he could be pardoned for federal federal... I don't know that well enough. I'm sorry. Hmm. I need to check out because that's an interesting avenue. I know that the the what is it, the Southern District Court in Manhattan has been doing a lot of work uh, uh, yeah. on, on Trump stuff, and of course they they know him fairly well from his days there in New York City, and that's a big that, that those DAs there experienced, of course, with with uh, you know Rico and all of, you know, yeah, the, the, the mob stuff, and all that. <laughs> so, so they know how they know how that mentality and that hushing up works pretty well. So those people are well qualified to look into this stuff.
2: Yeah. Let's yeah, that's 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 my outside hope is that something atypical, not predicted, uh, is ultimately yeah. what, what what brings these people down.
0: All right. Yeah. So Tom, so so your homework for the next time we talk <laughs> is to find out about that state to state stuff. Right, and get yeah, a law degree I'm while curious. you're at it. I am curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well let's we'll see. Fingers crossed the twenty nineteen exceeds twenty eighteen. And, and you're super close to Georgetown. Just go over and ask the question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Tom, yeah, thanks.
1: I have to wait. I have to spend three hours trying to find the right professor to talk to Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Then Good another three hours that.
0: getting your answer. Right. Hey, Tom, thanks for jumping on the podcast with us today. We really appreciate it. You're very welcome. All right, Happy, sir. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. Here goes Tom Squiteri from Talk Media News. Uh, some interesting points about impeachment.
2: I like Tom. He's he I mean yeah. he's he thinks on his feet, he's he's broad, he's you know, he's got a journalist angle on things. I mean he's but he's very smart. Clearly he's been in this game a long time and, yeah. and gets a lot of the nuance, you know. All right, for sure. So uh let's take a quick break and when we come back, let's chat some more. All right. Okay. I may go silent on you, though. I <laughs> may too. That'll
0: so, be the day. So, the, the, <laughs> the second half of this, uh, the second half of this, will be uh, nap
2: time. This will be us
1: meditating. This is the ear spoon with fish and Steve. Ooh, ah.
2: Series Natural Remedies offers New England's largest selection of CBD products for health and wellness. With over 60 brands, we represent all methods of CBD delivery, including extracts, capsules, edibles, vape, topical, body care, and beverage products infused with hemp. We bring together artisanal quality and science-based healing. Experience the healing benefits of CBD for people and pets. Visit us in Brattleboro or at our flagship store, 190 College Street, Burlington.
0: One of our favorite things to do, While we're doing the podcast, Mm -hmm. drink Mocha Joe's coffee. We really need to get a sound effects library, <laughs> all right? But that was inadequate. But it was real. It was real, authentic. And Mocha Joe's uh, has started here in our little hamlet of Brattleboro, Vermont, in yes. the late '80s, and yes. has boomed. And they uh, they do all kinds of great uh, products and have swag. can go to their website, mochajoes.com, Order coffee by the pound, uh, and we uh, we eat it by the pound here. We
2: do. I don't. I prefer just to eat the beans straight. Straight. No, crunchy a little, crunchy, not a little true. bit.
0: One of my favorite things about Mocha Joe's is mm. the fact that they support the the farmer. Yeah, you know they really do. They have the fair trade coffees that they they go
2: after all the time. They're constantly uh, traveling around and yeah. And I got to say that I mean that's one of the first places I ever heard of the term fair trade when I first got here twenty years ago. They were talking about this well before I think a lot of other people. And certainly it's now quite a thing. But being hip to how you supply your people and your your customers and caring at all and. Also, I mean, it ultimately, wants winds up being good economic choice, but they're just, it's the rightest thing to do. And, and, and farmers get kind of screwed, and Mocha, Mocha Joe's makes sure that they don't. That's right. And it's one of the
0: reasons why uh, we just love having them as part of the podcast and uh, hope to have them for years to come. Amen. So go check it out, mochajoe's.com. If you live uh, here locally, of course, you just stop down
2: at the little cafe. Yeah. <sighs> That's one of the coolest shops in town. Definitely is.
0: Ball. More at TheEarspoon.com Hey everybody, welcome back to The Earspoon. I am Fish. And I'm Steve. And uh, we want to let you uh, know that you can listen to this podcast wherever you download your podcast. Or just go to our favorite place to find the podcast, TheEarspoon.com on the internet, you mean? On the uh, on, okay. on the intertubes. I just want to be clear. There. That's uh, that's that thing that's a big, uh, I think it's owned by Big Pharma now. It's pretty a, much, yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty so. much. That's okay. That's all right. All right. So uh, um, yeah. uh, three words. I'm ready. Four words. Yeah. Impeach yeah? the motherfucker. Ooh. All right. So uh, who was it that said that?
2: I can't say her last yeah.
0: name. Yeah. Okay. So Dude. she she came out, uh, made this uh, bold statement in front of a room full of people. Michigan representative. Yep. And Tlaib- Tlaib- I yeah. I can't. I, I'm sorry. It escapes me as well. But I read um, too much. She came out, made this statement, very strong statement, uh, a a statement that probably if a uh, Donald Trump had said it. Uh, would have sent Democratic heads exploding, but because a Democrat said it, uh, now we are all happy that a Democrat said it, which makes me skip forward before <laughs> I'm going to allow you uh, a moment to to uh, to to spin off on that. As yeah. uh, was a Michael Avenatti tweet. And mm-hmm. again, we both were saying at the break that uh, haven't mm-hmm. really heard much it's because he's, fifteen minutes are over. Yeah, and then, but he milked him. I mean, he got like a oh, full yeah. twenty-seven minutes oh, out yeah. of all that. He'll have a show. Yeah, he'll have a show. He'll have something, and he's smart. And and I look forward to him contributing on on a, on a bigger level. I mean, I, I like his style. You know, his no his no his no B.S. style. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not afraid. He's yeah. he's whip smart. A well, ego-driven, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the minute you start, you know, representing and a
2: potential uh, uh, abuser of a woman, but I'm I'm still I, curious about the veracity of that. Yeah,
0: I so. I think that was uh, I I don't know mm-hmm. about that, but uh, I mean, according to his ex-wife, they were like, yeah, no, this that was yeah, completely made up. That's, why, that's why I'm fabricated. curious about that whole thing. So yeah, I mean, it would be nice, but how do you, you know, it's a he said she said thing. But anyway, he put out there, he said, mm-hmm. look, there, you, you can't polite your way out of this situation. He's a bully. And the mm-hmm. only way to beat a bully is to beat a bully, mm-hmm. you know. And just it's it's like you always said, don't you know, um, you know, find the biggest kid in the in in the schoolyard and just just pop him one right in the right in the nose, <laughs> you know. Now now everybody else elf uh, is else is the uh, beta, and you're the alpha, or is it meta?
2: I always do that when I go to prison.
0: <laughs> Every time I go to prison, I yeah. find the biggest guy yeah, in the yard, take him you know. down. Um, so your thoughts? Impeach the motherfucker to Avenatti, basically <laughs> saying. Yes, that's the way you have to attack this SOB.
2: It's it's certainly reasonable to talk about the the condition of of public discourse. It's certainly reasonable to talk about what uh, is a way to keep a certain respectfulness, that's a bad word, uh, of, of the office and, and elected politics, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But let's not fool ourselves. This is the age of Trump, and let's not hope that it stays like this, but good Lord, I could bring you Twenty-five thousand pages worth of the of things that blow that stuff out of the water. This woman's in a bar, right, on the other side of being freshly. I mean, I don't know if you know, but she was coming at him two years ago before she was elected and was thrown out of of, of for asking him. You know, I can't remember what the question was, but she pushed at him, and she's an activist. Right. So if this woman, and, and note that it is a woman saying this, right. You know, and I think that's part I think, of why you it gets know what the attention. I,
0: I, I think that's. Yeah, that that's because um, because women should be well behaved at all times.
2: But that's sort of the intimation yeah. from the other side of exactly. this. The same group. I mean, there's a videotape. I haven't watched it, but there's a, a YouTube out there now of everything that Trump has said about everybody, from from profane to not profane. But you know, the c word, all kinds of things. He's an awful, awful, crass man who says it you know about <clears throat> people who have no, you know have no deserve none of it. Not that. I'm not a fan of name calling generally. Right. But this woman was in proper context, like Howard Dean and his scream into the microphone. In that context, she's at a bar. Everybody's having a couple of drinks. She's like, we're going to impeach the motherfucker. <laughs> right. And it's like, you know what? The whole country wants to hear someone say that. Right. Okay. Not the whole country. The rest of us, you know, much, the majority of us <laughs> do. And here we are, and somebody says it, and like everyone's clutching their pearls. Right. Really? Yeah. In 2019,
0: yeah, you know, it, it's amazing how quickly the double standard comes up. You know, know. there was the uh, um, uh, uh, ocasio Ortez uh, video of her dancing on a rooftop sometime in college, know, and now like everybody's like, "Oh,
2: <gasps> she know, danced!" Oh
0: my God, you have got to be kidding me! And <laughs> and just the hypocrisy of it all. Right. It it's not even the the political posturing between the two parties. That mm-hmm. it's the hypocrisy. Uh, yep. Of going, you know, uh, you know, fuck you, no, fuck you. Did you hear that? I you can't believe he swore. Myself. It, right? Oh my I god, know. what is I wrong know. with you? What is this country coming to? That's a shame. <laughs> you know?
2: so you've heard me say it many times from the very beginning of this podcast. Is my big concern for this country is the is the loss of critical thinking above all things. We can agree to disagree about politics, policy, values, morals, and et cetera, you know, laws, but if you can't maintain some just fundamental reasoning, fundamental logic, then all bets are off. So when you say to somebody, hey, that thing you're complaining about, here's an example of you and your group doing it a million times as much.
0: Yeah, so they do that, as you said, a million times as much. Mm -hmm. And if you do it once, you know, (gasps) Those are your hands getting nailed to the cross.
2: Yeah, yeah. You're you're terrible people. You're you're immoral people. So I mean again, it keeps coming back to this for me. It's like, you know, if we can't even have a conversation about what's real, not about what's right or wrong, but what's real, Mm -hmm. then how do we ever move forward? And here and, and let's also acknowledge any single one of these multiple, if not dozens, if not hundreds of scandals and subscandals in the Trump administration. In two short years, any one of them would have had conservatives storming the White House under a President Barack Obama or a President Hillary Clinton. Right. And they can override and look past all of these major offenses you know, lack of tax, you know showing his taxes, et cetera. pick your place to go in and the Russia stuff. If Hillary Clinton was the president, they were talking about her collusion with Russia. If they, they would lose their minds entirely. And here we are, this marching it down, marching it down, marching it down because this sort of reality, it, it, you know a, a consensual reality doesn't mean a thing to a lot of people on the on the right side of the continuum. I think if they're
0: going to reelect or if they're going to elect a Democrat in 2020, Mm-hmm. That person is literally going to have to be the democratic equal
2: of a Donald Trump, pissed off, dumb, and crazy. I don't agree with that. No, no, I, no. I think we we're, we're at a bit of a cultural civil war at this point. Um, patriarchal, you know, racial, um, dogmatic, uh, you know, order based, you know, mm-hmm. traditionalists make America great again. They're sort of of a camp and in a camp. They're never going to vote for a Democrat as long as they live. There's no question about it. I think what we're seeing here is it's always, what's always at play is the center, the center third or the center, qu- you know, however, whatever the percentage. But it's to draw people towards something. And frankly, what I keep seeing, and particularly with this progressive march, this country skews progressive. If you ask them outside of politics and party, when you ask them about their values, they skew uh, to progressive and liberal um, then you get in politics and people go to their camps and it's blue, right. it's red. But when you get, a, in my view, and this is some of what's been bothering me about the Democratic Party, you get a progressive person in there who can sell the message, like Bernie Sanders has been able to, which I hope he doesn't run in 2020, uh, who can sell the message to say, hey, regular person, don't you wish it was f- more fair for everybody? Right. Don't you wish it was life was easier for the people that you know? Don't you think <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez proposes a marginal tax of 70% on people who make over 10 million dollars a year. <laughs> and the Republicans are going, 70% taxes, this is crazy, these socialists. No, 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 no. Really rich people should pay for the things that the rest of us can't afford because they make a lot of money off of our labor. Anyway, I'm getting off off the subject. Right. Just trying to say like if somebody can deliver that message and say, "Hey, on a practical utilitarian level, not a, you know, uh, a conceptual philosophical level, don't you think it makes sense for you to keep more of what you earn? Doesn't you think? It, don't you think it makes sense for somebody else to pay for some of these essential services since you're just trying to feed your your children, or put food on your family? <laughs> put food as on was your once family? said. Yes. <laughs> you oh. know. So that's the person that will get the attention. By a president
0: who's looking pretty fucking good right now. Huh? That's what I mean. It's like yeah. we've,
2: we've 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 somehow resurrected the the uh, reputation of a of a war criminal like George yeah. Bush. My God. Mm. Hey. All
0: right. Well, all right, let's leave it there. Uh, and and the, the, as a, an ongoing conversation, I want to thank Tom Scuiteri for jumping on the program, of course. Thanks, Tom. Yep, it was awesome to have that conversation, a little yeah. bit of an insider look at what's going on inside the Beltway. want to thank Mocha Joe's. Thanks. And that uh, other place. SeriesNaturalRemedies.com. They, they do the, uh, the the CBDs and you can find that stuff right on the intertubes. Right on. Um, all right, and uh, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back uh We'll release another one next week. Oh, sure. Sure. Don't cost nothing. Nope. You know why? Because podcasts are free, mostly. At least ours are. And you can find them at all times at TheEarspoon.com. I've been Fish. And I've been Steve. Sayonara. More at TheEarspoon.com.